You are listening to the Business RPG Podcast, a show where you can learn from successful nerds and find value for your nerdy businesses or projects. Thank you so, so much for all the feedback you guys have been giving me and the support that you've been showing the show. I really don't know how to verbalize the gratitude I have for you guys that have been reaching out just out of nowhere and telling me what you think about the show and the feedback that you've been giving me, positive or negative feedback is very much appreciated thank you very much are you taking the opportunity to use your passion projects as a tool to build relationships is the work that you are crazy about something that would benefit if you kept it to yourself or would it benefit more if you shared it with the rest of the world this week i interview sean aka did somebody say retro the man is a collector of all things retro especially in the gaming and technology niche i think i was on the call with him for only about five minutes and i could already tell the passion that he had for his collection and the things that he was showing me around the room sean is so motivated by sharing a sense of nostalgia with everyone he can reach In our conversation, he talks about how he does it and why he does it. He also talks about some of the ways he makes some part-time income, and he also gives me some much, much needed Instagram advice as someone who is on the road to breaking 30K. Speaking of Instagram, if you're wanting more content than just the podcast, follow me over there. Also, be sure that you subscribe to the show wherever you are listening to this right now. And if you have been here before, please pause the episode and leave a five-star review to support the podcast. I very much appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy. Um, I'll just yeah, sure. start this thing off. Um, we've been talking for a few sure. minutes now. It's, it's, it's been great, and I've seen some amazing things. Sean, how are you doing? Really good, man. How about you? It's a good day. It's, it's a really good day, <laughs> let, let me tell you. No, it, it's 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 been good. I'm I've been I'm not gonna lie. I've been super excited about this interview. Like before, even I reached out. I was like, okay, there's there's like I don't know how things work on Instagram yet. I'm still learning, but it was yeah. like the odds of me getting in touch with someone with that many followers. I, I'm just gonna shoot for the moon. It's like, oh, he saw. It. Oh, he said yes, yes, we can do this. So I've been I've been extremely oh, cool excited to, to get you on get you on the show and just pick your brain for a while. Wicked. Me too, man. I I've, I like to do things like this as well um and yeah so anything anything like this i'm always really eager to just do it because it's an opportunity for me to just to talk as well so if you want to listen oh then yeah as, well, as an interviewer listening is 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 my bread and butter so bring it on <laughs> I, I say that and i'm gonna interrupt you at some point and it's gonna be like oh well, so much for that so how how did all this start what is did somebody say retro um so basically, I, I started collecting again a few years ago. Um, but just bits and pieces. I had a NES, a PS1, and a Game Boy, and some games. Um, I mean, if I really track track back through through my Instagram, you could find those posts. But yeah, so I started collecting again, and then I decided that one of the things that I really wanted to get into when I was a kid was fixing my Game Boy consoles. I remember changing a lens for a Game Boy when I was a kid. I've still got that Game Boy. In fact. Yeah, I didn't even realise until now. I've still got that colour in front of me, and it's still got because I didn't realise you have to take the whole thing apart. I tried to get, I got the screen out with a oh knife, <laughs> so I just I cut into the shell around the around the lens because I changed that one. That's my childhood Game Boy colour. So I really, I, I was, I was like messing about with okay. things and tinkering and trying to make things work. So I, I really liked doing that when I was a kid. So. I picked that up again when I was older. Started collecting again a few years ago and started to refurbish Game Boy Advance consoles and Game Boy Color consoles and just really enjoyed opening them up and seeing how they work. And yeah, so I did that. And then I was just posting a lot of content on my own personal Facebook page, my own personal Instagram page. 
And um, it was really cool to see some of my friends always liking my stuff and getting interested in it. But I knew that there was more people out there. I knew that surely there's got to be more people out there that are interested in this stuff like I am. There has to be. Um, so I decided to make uh, a Instagram page and I needed to come up with a name. There's not like a really cool story about making the name. I kind of just sat there and just thought of names and then just come up with this story say retro. Then I kind of put like a meaning to it, which is like, imagine you're in like a group of people and then there's a, like you're, you find yourself in a group of people and you've got interests that you think only you have, but somebody else, you hear somebody say the word retro and there's one other person. Then all of a sudden you, re- you think to yourself, did somebody just say retro? Did someone just say retro? So, and then that was the whole sort of thing about it is like sort of suddenly discovering that there's somebody else quite closer than you think that's into the same stuff. I didn't have a games room. Um, I didn't live in the house that I live in now. So I didn't have the opportunity to take pictures of all this stuff on shelves, nothing like that. I just had like one box of games and that was it. I started venturing into the modding world. So I, I discovered that you could modify the Game Boy screens so they, got, so they can light up. So you get backlit screens and put those in there. So I always looked at having, I always looked at the idea of getting a soldering iron and using that. But I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to figure that out because that's just something that's completely over my uh-huh. head. Like that's above me. I'm not going to figure that out. But I just did it anyway. I just thought, what I've got to lose? So I bought a cheap one, figured it out, and then just it just went from there. So I started modifying, modified Game Boys. Over the next year or two, I started selling modified Game Boys rather than refurbished Game Boys. Sold them around the world. Sold a few to a guy in um, in the Bronx, in New York. Sold one to a guy in California. Sold one to someone in the Netherlands. All over, really. Then I decided about two years ago that I really wanted to take my collection to other people. I love to talk about my collection. I don't get enough opportunities to do it to do it in person. Um, so I really wanted to give because obviously the whole thing to do with did somebody say retro is giving people the nostalgia that I feel or that I felt when I first discover a game or buy this game that I haven't played for years or you know plugging a CRT television and seeing that massive tube just light up and fizz and pop oh, yeah. and it all just comes out of nowhere and that feeling is just it's unmatched and I want I want people to experience that because some people a lot of people haven't felt that since they were younger they haven't heard those noises and press that press that button it's 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 something that you just kind of forget um so i wanted to give people that feeling back i wanted to people to feel that nostalgia that i love i love that feeling it's great um so i wanted to do that so i decided i think it was like november time a couple of years ago i wanted to sell I, not sell sorry i wanted to host events where people can come and play on my mm-hmm. collection so i bought everything that i have twice so every console that i have in front of me i bought again I saved up, um, bought everything again, bought loads of CRT TVs, 14-inch CRT TVs, all in silver, got loads of stickers made with my logo and banged it all on each one, uh, wrapped all my controllers, um, got all the leads, got double of everything on, got double of all my leads in case anything packs up, and then started to um, sell tickets to my own events. That went really well. And then I also got contacted by the local newspaper and then contacted by a local radio station. So BBC Radio West Midlands contacted me. They wanted to talk to me about my, my new venture. So I went on to run radio. That was crazy. That was something I'd, I'd never felt nervous like that in my entire life. So in, in, in the space of like two or three weeks, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's really nerve-wracking. So this is before YouTube and everything. In the space of two or three weeks, I was 
on I had the right I had the, the local newspaper come around and take photographs yeah. of me and then realised that they put me on the front page. <laughs> Which I did, I did not expect. Right at the top, a big, massive banner with my face oh, on man. it. <laughs> and it said something like Super Mario Man. And then you open it up, and then like three, like four pages in, it's a full page, a full page of, of a whole article on me. And it was crazy. It just blew my mind. But it was a really, really fun experience, really cool. So it was just nice to get that recognition and people to be really start to get interested in what I'm trying to do. And then, yeah, so I went from there and then went from doing ticketed events to getting paid by a particular pub to hire me out and host an event. And then I'd, I could get like 60, 70 people go there throughout the day. And it was just a great feeling. And I would see people like I've got lots of different friends, different groups to see two of my different friends groups come together, never met each other before and just click and play Mortal Kombat. And just like it's just two people they have never met and they've got completely different interests completely different and just to see them like those are the images that will stick with me those those that that is the exact reason why i do what i want what i do everything that i do with somebody say retro because i want to bring people together i want to give people that feeling of nostalgia that i've had in this collection so that was really cool then obviously covid happened so that's sort of bit put on the back burner so that's not happening for a while (laughs) when covid's over i would i would actually like to maybe do a full interview just on your um, showcasing where, where you're renting out your equipment and talking to sure. people. Cause I, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that sure. exists, but I've never encountered someone who does that. Um, now granted yeah. I didn't get out a whole lot before COVID anyway. So when I first saw your website, I was, I, I thought that's what you were doing, but I wasn't sure. Cause I hadn't seen it before. So that was like my, my brain just, uh, ideas started forming and, and stuff so and every year is completely different every year it just steps up and steps up but I, I can't um what's the word i can't predict it i never know what's going to happen i don't know if someone i don't know if a big brand is going to contact me mm. tomorrow it could it could all it could it could happen at any time that's the exciting thing about it so uh so that's pretty much the history as i said forgive me if i forgot anything uh, but that's pretty much what it's about where it started and where I'm at now, really. What is the community like in this niche? Or I guess, uh, what is your target audience like? The thing is, is in this niche, um, niche. I, I, I say both. You do. <laughs> niche or niche. <laughs> um, in that, in, in this community, it's completely varied. It, it's, it's massively varied. There are a big bulk of the community that, are similar they're active collectors um they know what they're like they're into lot into a few different consoles but specifically one and they actively play on old games consoles there are other people in the in the community that sort of dip their toe they're sort of dipping that they, they they used to really love gaming for whatever reason at the minute that they might not have that collection they might not really have much many consoles they might have an xbox or or a place that or a, a switch maybe so there are it is it is quite varied and also when you go and meet people it's very it's quite varied as well like i've met um the directors of nq64 they were really happy with the work that i had done in promoting there they would never ever asked me to do it i really really like their barcade and they've got three around the country and i've visited two mm-hmm. going to meet those guys was really cool um, they're a bit older than me, but they're, they're you know they're businessmen, but they're in the kind of you know they're in that community yeah. as well. So it was really cool. I've seen people that are far younger than me interested in it. I've seen people that are far older than me interested in it. So there's there's lots of different people that are in 
in the community. Yeah. Um, but there was there was another question that you asked then. Sorry, that what was I think I'm. Let me tell you where the the thought came from. I guess that might that might be better. I read I read a lot of business books. Uh, I follow a lot of sure. business people. Some of them it's they've given me great advice. Some of them have given me advice that didn't work for me. Work for other people. And so one big mm-hmm. thing, like a reoccurring theme, is whenever they're talking about starting up, it's finding your niche. And there is a boatload of advice out there on finding your niche. And one big thing that stands out is they go, okay, well, find your category and then find a subset of that category and have that be your thing. Mm -hmm. And when I first started following you, I thought, okay, this is all Nintendo. But then I'd see a Mm -hmm. post and I'd see a Halo game. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's that's Microsoft. That's Xbox. Then I'd see, wait, these are Mm -hmm. these are Sony TVs. And there, there's a PS2 there. And then, yeah. then I mean, I see the Pokemon poster in the back. It, it, it's interesting because when, when looking at, I, I guess, your target audience, there's like gaming and then there's like Nintendo. And you, you've, you've found mm-hmm. like the, the space yeah. in between. And I'm, I'm just curious, do you have an idea of what your target audience is? I, I, I tell you what, I kind of, I'm not sure if this will answer the question, but what I tend to do, thinking about it now, I'm obviously targeting people that are like myself. Yeah. So... What I try to do is just make content that I like to see. Because I remember hearing that somewhere before. I don't even know where I got that from, but they said just make content that you want to see because there will be lots of other people out there that are the same as yourself that will also like it. So I guess I guess I must have um, targeted people that are similar to myself, I guess. Um, so there are lots of other people out there that specifically do one thing. They just do Game Boy mods or photographs of of pvms or whatever or they just do nintendo mm-hmm. stuff i personally i like to play on retro games i'm not really biased towards a certain console or anything i just have an appreciation for games around that time that we're working with not a lot of um there's not a lot to work with in, a, in an old console so to speak um and just appreciating the the work that went into making a game back in those days because it's not about graphics it's not about how lifelike something can look it's about the playability of a, of a game. So that's the sort. So I'm interested in just retro games because of the playability of these games. They're fun. They're enjoyable. So I target people that are into that stuff. So I'm just into the same sort of things as me, really. So I don't just concentrate on one particular thing. I do try to mix and match my content. I hope that answers your question. Perfect. And and I can see how, as a consumer of your content, I can see how that has actually drawn me into your your brand more because one day I'll see mm-hmm. uh, I, I saw the Zelda post and then another day I'll I'll yep. see the a Nintendo post or uh, or something in your story and it's kind of mm-hmm. like well I'm I'm getting hits I, I guess for me I'm trying to learn how I can do that with my audience and I'm 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 learning yeah but I'm I, I'm also fascinated by the way you're able to do it whether or not you do it intentionally or on accident but maybe that's something I just well I think I think. My advice is, I mean, if you wanted to, you could just go to the bottom of my page. I don't delete content mm-hmm. at all because I want people to see whenever they want to. Is I don't know, 1,500 posts. Just scroll through. It's going to take you a minute or two to get to the bottom if you've got a good internet mm-hmm. connection. Just go to the bottom and you can see what it was like from post number one. I barely made original content because my phone was rubbish. I've never owned a, ca- a proper camera. Um, I've managed to invest in... I pay a big phone bill to get a nice iPhone, so my content's taken on that. So I got a good quality camera and stuff. But what I did is I started off by just being daily. Everybody, you know, you can 
if you can be do daily content, do daily content. But for me, I just tried. I just tried a bit of everything. I just I didn't really stick to one thing. And I've sort of gone in the direction that I've gone in because of people like you, because of people that follow me, because of people that like my posts. I didn't realise I was that interested in CRTs when I started my page at all. I didn't own one. I didn't even have a CRT at all. I just had a flat screen TV. Um, but then because I ended up getting one or something, or I might have, might have taken a picture of one, people were interested. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then I found my love for that. And sort of it's like the consumer sort of dry, as drove my sort of direction, so to mm. speak. So the key is to just try everything, just try anything. You've got nothing to lose. That's true. Um, just be consistent, and that's all it is. And you just do what you can. That, that may be what I personally needed to hear. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, what is your favorite thing sure. in that collection, if you don't mind me asking? I, I thought it might be hard, hard but question. I just, what, what is the thing you're most passionate about uh, that you have? In okay, the so probably right now, at the minute, it's probably going to be my recently modified Game Boy DMG. So I'll have put a lot of pictures up of it recently, probably once a week. So if anybody goes onto my page, they'll see this one. It's an, a Game Boy DMG that's all original parts. I've stripped it and cleaned it. And then I've put in a screen that's made by Funny Playing, which is 11% bigger. The screen is unbelievable, right? The most gorgeous screen you've ever seen. Playing on that is just a different... It's what I always dreamed of playing on. When I was a kid, I always dreamed of playing on a screen that was lit up, but I didn't realise that they'd be able to get that good. So it's slightly bigger. It's perfect for me because I've got ridiculously sized Uh hands. So that's the only Game Boy that I'm comfortable playing playing on. So to get that, an 11% bigger screen, the clarity of it is amazing. And also um, a friend of mine showed me how to quickly modify the uh, the wiring in the back, of the, the back of the Game Boy on the board, on the PCB, to make the quality of the sound better. So even the sound, when you plug headphones into it, is just amazing. So I wow. sometimes sit there playing on it and I don't even like rush my games. I just honestly just sitting there just listening to the game in, in headphones so clearly is just amazing. You don't realise how good the sound is off Game Boys because you get stereo sound. There's one thing going on in this ear and a different thing going on in there. And when you get it that clear as well and you're playing on a screen like that, it's just I can't describe how good it is to play on those games. Like I said, that's what I dreamed of when I was a kid. I always dreamed of that. And the person that helped me out with that wiring is Joe Bleeps. And I give a lot of credit to him because he's the first guy I followed mm-hmm. ever, I think. One of the main main guys I started following. And he's one of those guys who I try to be like, who just are happy to help everybody for free. Don't expect anything mm-hmm. back. Just enjoy helping people with their questions about anything to do with modding and stuff. So I try and try and do the same thing there as well so uh yeah so that that's 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 gonna be my answer i got you is is the game boy you're talking about is it the gray one that's in the picture with the snow that's the one pokemon blue that looks nice and clean nothing wrong it's just perfect it's just something about it i I like things i'm quite simple when it comes to like color schemes and stuff as well so if i make a game boy it's either going to be black or it's Mm -hmm. going to be white pretty much (laughs) unless someone asks for something else that actual shell and buttons and everything as well. The first time I ever modded a Game Boy, it was that one that I had. 
I ended up having to strip the Game Boy again and take all the parts out of it at Christmas when I was doing loads of mods. I had to farm the, the innards oh, of that Game Boy, basically. And I kept that shell to one side and said, this was about two years ago, and I said, I'm going to use that again one day. So I've kept it safe for like two years. And then I was like, like this is my time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually do it. And I just brought it back to life again. Let's talk business for a bit. I asked you this before the interview sure. started, but if you could, mm-hmm. is there a way for collectors to monetize their collection? Uh, yeah, so you could either buy and sell, which is what I've done before. Bought collections and, you know, spotted something of value in there. And a lot, a lot of people do that. I mean, when I first started collecting, I mean, I'm, I'm not, it sounds like I'm talking about it, it was forever ago. It was only about three or four years ago. That was when the retro gaming scene was starting to boom. When people were really getting into it, <clears throat> you'd just, you'd walk past game shops in the town and all of a sudden there's a Super Nintendo in the window and it was like, what? You, you just, all of a sudden, out of the blue, people started to get really interested. So since then, people that do that has grown more and more, but there's, there's a lot of people that do it that, are probably not as passionate as the others, which is a bit of a shame. So people are tending to just do it because people know that it makes money. They'll just buy and sell it just just to buy and sell it. But what I would do is I would buy collections with things in there that I want and then sell some of it because I knew what games had value and which games didn't or fix it and sell it again. And then that would go towards the cost of me buying that those pieces that I added into my collection. I started off by refurbishing. Game Boy Advance consoles, mm-hmm. Game Boy original consoles, and Game Boy Color consoles. So it started off by doing that. Then I started modifying, sent them to a few different countries. Um, so I started shipping my stuff around the world. It wasn't a huge operation, but it was, it was good. It was, uh, I don't know, let's just say I sold like twenty, like fifteen to twenty mods, twenty modified consoles up until you know over the last about the two months that ran before Christmas Day. Um, I also made money by hosting my own events where I take, I basically took my collection to a pub, took it upstairs, set up 10 tellies, 10 consoles, and everybody paid a fiver to get in, um, something like that anyway. So I did that. Um, then I went into getting hired by a, a different pub and they paid me to just come and do the event rather than me selling tickets. I've advertised and collaborate with brands so I get a small, a very small cut um, of sales that I make from posting photos of me wearing those. The the refurbishing and and selling again thing that's that's really cool. I really like that. So whenever I can, I do that. Um, I like to fix something, repair something, look at what it's like inside. Um, it gives a whole another appreciation for things really when you see what's inside and when you fix something, it's just a different feeling. So you could monetize that way as well. And then that's it really, other than. Making a page, doing what I did. You, you you make and sell kits. Do you like make the parts yourself? Did you find a way to like make a Nintendo Advance frame, like a three D printer, or do you just just harvest parts? Three D printers are getting better and better. You can make three D parts and make three D printed brackets for for screen modifications. The home sort of three D printers aren't anywhere near the stage that they need to be in order to use to use to like make shells. So they have to be bought. So what I did is, it wasn't just a case of buying a Game Boy, buying a sh- buying a shell kit and just chucking it in a box. It was getting parts from sellers that I can trust, inspecting everything, every single part, every single screw. If there were any imperfections, I get it changed. 
if I get some equipment or some pieces, you know, a, a button, like I've, I've had it before where I've bought stuff and there's two B buttons in there. I mean, that's no good to anybody. So I'd have to send them back or go through go through the bits and pieces that I've got in, sto- in storage myself from past kits and stuff and, and sort of ma- make sure I put good parts together. I've only got one left. I sold one on the weekend to the Netherlands. That was one, and now I'm down to one left. I had a guy asking me on the from Italy the other day about it, so that might be that might be going away soon. That'll be all of them gone, everyone. So that'll be cool. I think the first I did the first ten. I did two batches. I did ten the first time, and then this ten. The first ten sold in twenty twenty nine minutes. Wow! I, think. I, I did put up a post about it. Everyone, every single one. <laughs> it's crazy, man. So I, I really enjoyed doing it. And it showed when I did it when um, when I put them up in the salt in half and now it was it was crazy. A really a really exciting time. So I'm eager to do it again. I've got something in mind. I don't want to give too much away. I'm pretty much ready to go. I just need to record a video. I, I never would have thought someone would take the time to make it available to where you could buy almost the closest thing to a new Game Boy Advance you're ever gonna get uh at, at this point. In of time. course, yeah, but it's the the and but I offer the, also the journey of, of building it because the thing that I really enjoyed when I first started refurbing, which is the whole start of, did somebody say retro, was refurbishing Game Boy Advances. And I loved the part where I stripped it, cleaned it, and put it back together again. I loved that. So I, that's another um, part where part of me where I just want to give that back. I, I've, I've got all this nostalgia from that. I want to give it out. I want to dish it out and give it to people. I want other people to have that feeling. So I've got 19 people from around the world so far to have that feeling because of a kit that I've put together, almost 20, and then we'll move on to the next one. Part of putting it uh, together, is that something that you need a soldering iron for, or are you just able to, it's like a puzzle, you no. just plug it in, put in the screws? That's it. This this kit has got everything. So the only tools you need is a, is a, is a posi drive screwdriver, which is the star, and then the tri-wing screwdriver. Okay. Uh, which has got three points rather than four, and then that all you need is that. That that's what prevents me from getting into like crafting and stuff. Just me, me personally, if I got to follow up with new tools, if I got to get a soldering iron, if I need to have yeah, a sure. supply of glue, which I mean, glue glue's not going to be a factor here, but I, I could see that making it less intimidating, at least for someone like me. I wanted to get in at the entry level. I don't want to just. Uh, I don't want to first time round just go for the people that have already got soldering irons because they've already been through that process of, of putting one together. I want people who haven't done it before to do it. Somebody that has never, ever seen inside a Game Boy. The reason why I chose a clear shell was because you can still see what's inside because I love looking at things from the inside. That's why it's clear. I don't want it black. I want you to see. I want you to still see when you're playing what you've just put together. That's why it's clear. I didn't think about that. That's really cool. Yeah, man. I, I got it. I got it pulled up here on the other yeah, screen. Yeah. Do you do you yeah. see yourself getting to a point where this is what you do full time? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket, and that's the be all and end all. That's because that's not why I started it in the first place. But I am confident enough in what I can offer that for one for in one way or another, I do believe that eventually it will be what I do full time. Um, it's why I, I I try everything. I try a bit of everything. There's not much I haven't tried in the in this sort of um, hobby or community or scene or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what idea I'm going to come up with tomorrow or or, or next week or in a year's time, and I don't know who's going to contact me. I don't know who's going to get in touch. I don't know who wants to promote 
something on my page. So I just take each day as it comes. Uh, but I do have enough confidence in what I do that um, if people can do this full time, there's no reason why I can't. And that's what I like to hear. There's there's so many cool projects out there. And if you can find a way to monetize it and make it a full time gig. When I get there, I, I suspect that it's going to be one of the most rewarding feelings ever sure so this next question is the one that it's it's one of my favorites going into all this um what were your Mm -hmm. goal what are some goals that you've had along the way that you've achieved and what are your goals for the next uh 12 months what what are you really wanting to get Uh, so uh, one of my goals one of my goals was to collaborate with brands so i did that so that was really cool one of my goals was to get uh trademarked was to trademark Mm -hmm. my name and i've done that so that's done now um getting recognition on uh like paper radio things like that hit those i obviously would like to be on the tv at some point for whatever reason that would be really cool i believe that that will happen someday i'm not saying i'm going to be a presenter or anything like that but because it's just another way of me reaching more people and it's just, that's all it comes down to, is just reaching as many people mm-hmm. as I can. Doing it, I go on the radio, I go on the paper, that just reaches to more people. So that makes people think about games or maybe look at something. Like Even when I was in the paper, it was me with some of my collection. If one person's looked at that and picked up that game again or had a little memory of playing Pokemon Yellow and just remembered those really cool feelings, those really cool memories, that's that's my job done. That, that's all I want to do. So going on to... TV is obviously the ultimate, the ultimate goal. Hiring out the equipment that makes that was a good source of income. That was a goal that I'd like to return to. I'd like to get hit that goal again. So they're the goals really um, that I've hit, that I'm that I'm proud of. I put a lot of time into YouTube at the start of the, the start of last year. Did about six months of just hitting that hard. I did a, a video, uploaded a video every single week. Sometimes it was two weeks, but it was too much. I didn't have the time. It was just it just became a too much to to handle. And as the I, as the Instagram page grew, I just had less time to do YouTube. So I just took a step back away from that for a few months until the other day. So goals that I'd like to go to, to work towards for whatever reason, being invited onto uh, onto the television for something like a I don't know I don't know what that looks like. That's that's the thing that I like is the fact that I I just don't know. I, I'm just happy to just let things just ride to just to just enjoy the journey. To go on the TV would be really cool. Um, I'm trying to get verified because that way um, it's diff- more difficult for people to copy me. I've had issues in the past where people either steal my content or just flat out just copy my page. Yeah. I've had that before, and I'm trying to get into a position where that is less likely to happen. Currently hit all the criteria, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, so my goals are TV, get verified, and hit 30K and see what that's like. I'd probably say if I had to pick three goals, it would be those. Well, if, if my if my account ever gets hacked, I'm going to be getting in touch with you as to how to how to get people to stop stealing my content. <laughs> it's, it's not worth stealing at this point, yeah. but I, I, it's nice to know that someone figured out how to get through that. It's, it's, it's annoying. I think if it doesn't, if it's not the fact that it makes it more difficult, it at least makes people know that when your content is on your page, because it's verified, you're the creator, uh, there's no questions then one of the criteria one of the things is is you're more likely to get verified if you have people copying you because they want to make sure that when your consumers go onto your page and it's got that tick it means that 
any content that's on your page is yours, and that's what I want to get. I want to get to that stage. I don't want to watermark all of my pictures because I don't like yeah. doing that. But yeah, that's that's the idea. I, I, someone copied me the other day. Just stole my content, just outright. Just don't credit you or nothing. Just pretend it's theirs. You're obviously doing something right if people are taking that's true. stuff. <laughs> when you when you hit some of these goals, would you mind giving me a shout and coming back on the show at some point? Just of course, tell, man. Tell Absolutely. me how you've grown. Not- no problem. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I got this idea of just monitoring everyone. And then when something big happens, but I, I don't have that many eyes, I'm going to sure. miss a lot of stuff. Yeah. No problem at all. It's, it's really good. So I've, I've enjoyed it. I love doing these types of things. I've done other ones in the past and they're either IGTV videos or they're Spotify mm-hmm. ones, but I think it's going to come across really well. So oh, I'm, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. It, it may be down awesome. the road a bit, but, but come on, tell me what your updates are. Tell, tell me what you've learned. Anything business-wise, anything collection-wise, uh, I think my listeners are going to love it because I love it. Going back to what you said, if I like it, they're going to like it. Where can people find you? Uh, mainly on Instagram. So it's Did Somebody Say Retro. I'm on Facebook as well, but it's just basically the same as Instagram. It's just shared onto there. There's a website, did somebody say retro.co.uk, or I think .com works as well. YouTube. So basically, the three main ones are YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. So that's where you'd find me. But if you really want to keep in touch or you really want to see where my main content comes from, it's Instagram. And you you just launched a second Instagram channel too, didn't you? Sure, yeah. I decided that I wanted to take all the things that I've learned over the last three years and I wanted to do something and sort of give something back to other people that I think are really good content creators who are either starting out or don't get as much recognition as I, th- as I think mm-hmm. they should. I love the Sony PVMs. I wanted to make a page dedicated to those. So did somebody say PVM is another Instagram account of mine? Um, And I just share my favorite PVM content from around the world from really good, passionate guys. You know, they're really passionate about their hobby, really passionate about Sony PVMs. So I feel like like I've given myself a bit of a head start because I've gone in from scratch, having a plan with this one, knowing exactly what I want to achieve, exactly what I want it to look like. And it's just been pretty fun. I really enjoy doing that as well. And it looks just as professional as your other page does. It, it, it looks great. So Thank I'm, you very much. I, I, as soon as I saw that, I started following it. So I, yeah. I really appreciate it. If you have any questions for Sean or just want to give him a follow, I left links in the show notes to the social media accounts that he listed, as well as a link to his website. And if the kits are something that you are interested in, he actually has videos on YouTube showing what they look like and how they go together. He also wanted to give a shout out to his sister who does all his stickers and helped with the kits. You can find her on Instagram at lovelyinletters. That does it for our interview this week with Did Somebody Say Retro? Sean, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I appreciate your advice and encouragement, and I'm actually thinking about having an episode in the future on the value of nostalgia. If that is something you'd like to hear on the show, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. If there is an episode that you would like to hear or someone you would like me to have on, you can get a hold of me on Instagram or Facebook at BusinessRPG. I covet your feedback, so please do not be shy. The next episode will be on Monday morning, so till then, I hope you enjoy.